So, what a great night it is. I'm really glad that you guys are here. I, I want to be truthful about two things. I'm going to be just totally blunt and honest about things. I wasn't planning on doing this. I'm just going with something right now. So, I'm excited you guys are here. That is just totally my heart right now. I'm just thrilled that each and every one of you is here because I think, really, it's, God's got a purpose in that tonight. Second, I have had just a miserable week planning for this tonight. I have just realized that I am one of the most selfish people sometimes. And I realize that as I'm, as I'm reading through this and going back through some thoughts, I'm like, man, I can't even do this myself this week. How am I going to really bring this in front of other people? And I just thought, you know what? If anything, it just goes to show you that anyone can really struggle with, with connecting to God at any point in their life and really what that means. And so really, that, that's the heart of what I want to talk to you guys tonight is really, what does it look like? to have roots in in how we worship God and really what that really means for us. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. If you guys um, have your Bibles with you, if you can go to John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. While you're kind of finding your way there, or you could share your Bible with someone next to you, because sharing's perfectly okay and acceptable. We we do not frown upon that here. While you're doing that, um, I want to give a little background about what's going on. So, so in here, in, in, in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman at a well. And it's, it's this, you know, Samaritans, if you know nothing about Jewish culture, Samaritans are like a half-breed of Jews, and they're very looked down upon by Jews. And in the culture of the time, women are kind of considered just above property, if not property in and of itself. So the fact that Jesus is talking to a woman in public a Samaritan woman in public, something's going down. So it's just really to draw your attention to the fact that something is really happening here. There's something that, that um, John is really wanting us to get and that Jesus is doing on purpose here. And so I want to read this to you. I'm starting in verse 23, just two verses here. It says, But the time is coming and is already here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for anyone who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. A little bit more background. Samaritan woman's asking, why do you insist, you Jews insist that we go to this certain place and worship? Why can we not go and worship in the place of our ancestors? And so really, she's in this connection with Jesus at this well, and she brings up the question of worship. Now, she might have an understanding or some background about who this Jesus character is, because, you know, his name's kind of flowing around a little bit at this time. She might not, but she knows that he's a Jew. And what happens in that story, Jesus really does reveal himself to her and says that, yes, I am the Messiah. But she's, her first question is really that of worship and what that means. So first off, kick it off for me there, because they took the clicker from me. If you remember last week, I, I, I'm not on the clicker. So, so what is worship? Worship is really just simply, it's a connection with God. It's some sort of understanding of who he is. It's some sort of relationship with him. It's a connection. William Temple, he says this. He says, To worship is to quicken the conscious by the holiness of God, to feed the mind and with truth of God, to purge the imagination by the beauty of God, to open the heart to the love of God, to devote the will to the purpose of God. I'm going to read that one more time because there's a lot up in there. It says, to, William Temple says, to worship is to quicken the conscious to the holiness of God. To feed the mind with truth of God. To purge the imagination by the beauty of God. 
to open the heart to the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. That's like your whole being right there is basically what he's getting at. There's this huge thing that's going on. Not only that, but show this picture. Go, go to that picture here. Um, this is the tabernacle or the temple. They're the same thing. The tabernacle is basically a traveling temple, not a circus, but you know, it's a big tent, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's a traveling temple. When they're going out, so you've got a couple things here. You've got the gate there, which was on the east. There's one entrance into this. It's on the east. You've got this brazen altar. You've got this other thing going on. And then you've got the door into the actual, you've got the holy place. And then if you remember last week, we talked a little bit about the Holy of Holies. I'm bringing it back here. So there is just this very systematic way to enter into the presence of God. There's only one way to do it. And not only that, but the regular people could not go inside. You had to be a priest to go inside. Not only that, but to go into the Holy of Holies, they would wrap literally a string or a rope around the priest in case he died so that they could pull him out because only one priest who was gone through the rituals could go in there at a time because it was such a holy thing because the presence of God was to dwell in there. Think about it. There's only one way there. That's it. That's what you got. That's your only connection is through another person. It's through the priest. And what Jesus is getting at in, in the story, he's saying, I'm going to blow that parable, I'm going to blow that paradigm, sorry, that paradigm out of the water right now. Now, I don't know about you, but I get scared of things, particularly other people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like to let people know who I am. I'm very guarded. I don't like to um, really let the walls down, if you will. But risk, I, I want to say this, though. Richard Foster tells this. He says this about what it means to have this connection. He says, we have not worshipped the Lord until spirit, his spirit, touches our spirit. We've not really worshipped God until spirit touches spirit. That's a very deep, intimate, personal thing. That scares me. Because I don't like it when people I see, you know, it's really hard for me to let down the walls, like I said. So when, when, when I'm letting God, this all-powerful being in, it freaks me out a little bit, just to be honest with you, which may be why I had such a hard time this week. So I don't know, about, but hit, hit this question up now. So those drums are getting in the way, guys. I'm just joking. So I want to ask you this. How have you connected to God, and how do you feel about connecting with God? That might be a very, very difficult question for you to answer, and the answer might even be, I have no idea. I don't know if I've ever really connected with God at least with my spirit. Maybe I know a little bit about him. Again, I don't have a timer. I'll just go ding at the appropriate time. So, <laughs> ding! You got to get the, the foot up too, kind of like the little teapot or something. So, how have you connected to God and how do you feel about connecting with God? Have fun with that. And that's the point. If we're to really worship God, and we're going to get into worship in a second, if we're really to do that, we got to kind of let ourselves loose a little bit and let our guards down some. And that's, we don't like being vulnerable. We're not vulnerable people. And so I, Mike said about a couple months ago, he said, you know, what is worship? It's really, it's, it's giving time to something that's worthwhile to you, is, is, is what worship is. So really now, how, what are ways of worship? Um, we're going to hit that thing again there. I'm going to read from John chapter 4 again. I'm just going to read it one more time. 23 and 24. So, said, but the time is coming and it is already here 
when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for anyone who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So what does it mean to worship in spirit and truth? Anyone want to give a thought to that? Have an idea what worshiping in spirit and truth is? In fact, why don't we get in groups again since we're already at tables? Let's discuss that. I don't have that question on there. I forgot to put it on there. I know what I forgot to put on after I sent it. So now let's think about that. Let's get into some groups here at our tables. Convenient, isn't it? And let's discuss that. What does it mean to worship in spirit and truth? What does that mean for you? Yeah, I mean, I think truth flows out of the spirit of God. And if you, know, you go, kind of go back to the idea of the temple and the presence of God dwelling in that, and then if today, as we talked about last week, if we now are temples and the Spirit is indwelling us and the Spirit flowing through us and truth of the Spirit flowing through us, it's kind of what you're getting at. And what we were kind of talking about over here is that it's an outpouring of who we are, of that connection we have. And again, you know, to, to worship in Spirit is really just basically to have that connection, as Jim said. You know, what, what's in you is what's going to pour out of you. You can't, you know, Jesus has a parable about, you know, a tree a bad tree is going to produce bad fruit. A good tree is going to tr- produce good fruit. It's because it's all it can do. So what's inside of you is what's going to be pouring out of you. So to worship spirit is, again, to connect ourselves with the spirit of God. To worship in truth is to experience the grace of God. The love of God. The presence of God through the spirit. Because God is Truth. He is all that there is, that there is truth. We may not understand fully what that truth is, but we can trust in that. A.W. Tozer says, The essence of idolatry is the entertainment of thoughts about God that are unworthy of him. The essence of idolatry is the entertainment of thoughts about God that are unworthy of him. Well, what is true? What is the essence of God? What is worshiping God? Anything short of who he is is not bringing ourselves up to a real worship of him. In other words, it's falsely, it is to falsely worship God when we approach him with our, with our wrong ideas, or our wrong thoughts, or our wrong thinking about who he is. I don't have an answer to that totally other than pursuing God daily. It's the only way we're going to get to what that truth is, is if we're in a constant pursuit of him. Again, it's not, the, it's not the form of how, I mean, we can sing songs, we can pray, we can hold hands and sing kumbaya around the fire all you want. It's not the form of the worship, it's the attitude, it's the heart of the worship that's connecting ourselves with God. It's our heart. Our heart is, again, the point. That's what Jesus was always after in these things, in these discussions with people. Verse 24, it again points us to a place where... Um, Again, the form of worship isn't all that important, or the place of worship. Because, I'm going to read it one more time. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. We are spiritual beings. It's that connection with him. Much like the tabernacle, we have to approach God in a very, we have to approach God in light of, of who he is in his glory. Again, keep in mind, the priest could not go into the Holy of Holies unless they had been cleansed properly. 
we can't approach God properly or to give him the proper worthiness of who he is unless we have been cleansed really by the body and blood of Christ. Otherwise, anything we have is just falling short by ourselves of who he is. So again, think of ourselves as that temple, as, as that tabernacle, as that presence of God. So life of worship. What does it mean to have a life of worship now? There we go. There it is. If we are to worship God in spirit and truth, it must become, then become a lifestyle of who we are. That's hard. Because as I said earlier, I'm selfish. I want to do things the way I want to do them. And I don't necessarily want to do things the way God does it because I don't understand what God's doing. And I don't really feel like I'm connected with him. So how can I really trust him? So I'm just going to do this because I think that's the best choice that I can make. Anyone down that road of thought? Because I go down pretty much daily. <laughs> there's, a, there's a band called an Epic No Less. It's one of my favorite bands of, of late, you know, next to Under the Willow. Um, Go guys. I don't know. They're really good though. You should check them out. Um, they have a song. It's called Mercy Light. But in it, um, part of it is, um, I think it's part of the chorus. Yeah, I love the band. Um, but it, it, they say, every day, in every way, in every word, in every thought, do not hide yourself from us. And I, th- I mean, and what they're getting at there is it's a plea to God, really, for them to focus on him. Not that God's going to magically show himself randomly out of nowhere, but no, it's more of a plea of of them bringing themselves before God and saying, you know, God, you're there. Help us to see you in our words, in our actions, in our thoughts. Help us to do these things. Help us to see you in these things. So we might say then, you know, how do do we do this? How do we really, how do we come to God every day? Because it can be a very hard thing. So I got a a couple thoughts for you guys. Um, It should be, should be in there. There we go. If you can see it, great for you. If not, um, try to listen as best as you can. So how do we do this every day? Well, really, one is to prepare ourselves. You know, if we wake up just focused on ourselves, well, what are we going to face that day with? Ourselves. Really, you've got to make that choice to be intentional about what you do. And again, when the priests got ready to serve, they went through a very precise, detailed thing to go to the presence of God. We can't just casually be like, hey, what up, God? You could, but you might be missing something there. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe that is what you need to do. Second thing is really gather with those that you see this in them. You see God in them. Be with those people. Ask them, how do you connect with God? I, I, I see it in you. Help me to do this. You got to let go of yourself, which is I think one of the hardest things to do, because again, we are, we're, we're very me-centered people. Well, I'm a very me-centered person. I'm not centered on you people. Then the fourth one is really just to live sacrificially. And really, and man, you guys can start coming on up because we're going to take some communion here. And this is really the crux of it all. So I want to read this because I want to make sure I don't mess up this. Really, if, if we're to live sacrificially, um, it really, it entails Christ. Because if Christ was sacrific- sacrificed himself for us, if he gave himself and surrendered himself as an ultimate sacrifice that we might now come to the presence of God, if that is true, then in the presence of God is where we're going to be made right with him. And that's the only place that that's going to happen is when we give ourselves up to him. 
as Christ gave himself up for us to go to him. So Christ is our sacrifice to be made right with God. We must cling to him. And um, as we, as the band's going to sing through the song, and I want to give you guys a chance to, to kind of think through some of this, but know again that the bread represents the body of Christ for us. The, the grape juice represents the blood that we might be made right. He was that sacrifice to be made right. So I um, just want to invite you guys to come forward to this. If it's kind of weird to you, new to this, just come in, rip a piece off, dip it in, try not to spray grape juice everywhere. But um, really just kind of enter into a time of, of prayer right now and as uh, Chris and the guys um, sing, just kind of focus on God some, just spend some time with him.